Welcome to the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast, where we remember a time when stacks of cards were held together with rubber bands and Mickey Mantles were put in bike spokes. We hope you will enjoy and reminisce as you come along with us as we tell stories about the baseball cards from the Golden Age of Baseball. We will examine the state of the vintage baseball card market and talk to some of the greatest collectors in the hobby. You won't be hearing us talk about any chrome or shiny cards here. Now, to take you on this retrospective journey, here's your host, direct from the shallow end of the gene pool, my son, Mike Moynihan. Yo, and hello everybody, Mike here. Welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast here on Bench Clear Media. Uh, so happy to be here this week again. Uh, this is going to be another, every week I say this, this is going to be another fun episode because I'm having so much fun with this and, and especially with what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, this interview literally came together in about 12 hours. Uh, we, I did something yesterday. I, I went and I saw a notification about something. I better back up because this is, I need to put this in some context for you guys. So you understand where I'm coming from. If you guys listen to anything that I do beyond golden age of cardboard, you are well aware that I love when art and baseball are put together. I have prints all over my card room from various artists like Ron Lewis and Dick Perez and uh, God, you name it. I love that stuff. I just think it's so, so cool. I even have art over here from fellow YouTubers that have done for me. And I loved when Project 2020 first came out. I thought this is different. It's unique. I mean, all the vintage stuff, all the cards, they're, they're always going to be there, right? And when there's something that comes along that kind of marries the past with something contemporary, I just find that really neat and when it's done in an artsy way also really neat so while i was a fan at the beginning of project 2020 tops being tops of course absolutely ruined it for all of us because they overdid it right and they had this great idea a unique idea that i think they just kind of did overkill on it and um, i've had guys like blake jameson project 2020 artist on my show um and and talk to him and you know so it's not that i dislike the idea i just think tops is going to be tops and here comes along oh by the way i'm a comic guy too i think anybody from the age of uh 30 and and older look if we collect cards we probably at some point in our life collected something else uh and i'm a i'm a comic guy i collect comics and i collect cards i hardly I, almost never talk about my comic collection, but I have, I'm a big, amazing Spider-Man guy. That's pretty much what I collect now. I collect some Star Wars comics and stuff like that. Nothing huge, but I absolutely love that hobby. And when, what my guest today is, is a guy that's taken comics and combined it with baseball. And the product is called Pop Fly Pop Shop. And the owner, proprietor, creator, founder, all of that stuff is Daniel Jacob Herine. Daniel, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Well, the fact that you were, you, you didn't know me from Adam, 
I emailed you yesterday through your website and you respond very quickly. I was super impressed with that. Uh, I've been just enamored with your work. It is absolutely amazing. First question. Uh, where did Popfly Pop Shop name come from? Where did that? Because it's very tongue twisting. It is. Uh, you know, um, this all started very nonchalantly, very casually. And uh, I was putting together my first print, which I didn't even intend to really do much with. I was just making a Will Clark print. And I thought, you know, I need to, this needs to have like a comic name. It's not, I can't make it Marvel or DC. I have to make something. Make so, so I just, within five seconds, I thought, Popfly Comics. Great. So that's what's on the first, first Will Clark. It says Popfly Comics. And, uh, and it's like, well, I'll put that on the next one too, as, as well. It's like, hey, this maybe I should maybe I should call this something. And uh, I think by the second release, maybe the third, I was like, okay, Pop Fly Pop Shop, that's what it is. I was talking with my my childhood buddy Evan. I called him up and like, what what would be a good name of of for, for this? You know, Pop Fly something or other. What 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 would what would we have gone to as a kid? Where what what corner shop could we have gone to? And so we kind of put our heads together and out came out pop Pop Fly Pop Shop. Well, for those that are listening that have no idea what it is, explain, give me a brief synopsis of how it works, and then I'll start asking more questions. Sure. So it's a, it's a long-running baseball art series or sports art series, I should say. And um, and like you mentioned in the beginning, it's it's kind of a mashup of baseball and comic books, telling telling the, the century-plus years-old story of baseball through the really expressive you know, medium, medium of comic book covers. And I do about one a week and it's on sale for a week. And after that week is over, uh, then it's retired. So anyone in the entire world, the, the, the it's, it's unlimited for a week. So if, if one person wants it, great. If, if a hundred people want it, great, but they have that week to do it. And so after that, the, the print run is locked and that's retired forever. And I move on to the next. Yeah, I think that's really cool print to order kind of idea. Um, you're, you're, they're all going to be limited to some degree because not everybody's going to jump on board. Okay. I would, I, I want to tell you a story. I was first introduced to you from a friend of mine named Chris McCrary, and he actually he showed a few on his channel, and I thought they were kind of cool. And I'm like, that's neat. And then he sent me one, and he sent me your Honus Wagner, the Flying Dutchman print. And these are these are really cool. They're in a comic sleeve, really. Uh, and then you sign the back of each of them. Is that yep, right? Exactly. Is that your signature? Tell me, Daniel, right now. That has my pen on the back of that. And uh, this one's numbered to three hundred and eleven, mm -hmm. so it's limited to that quantity. Mm -hmm. And what I've been shocked in as I've been doing research is how much these sell for on the secondary market. It is surprising because. To be honest, you're 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 in you know to buy a new one today. Like you're you're released this week because this this show is going to come out. We're doing the interview on Wednesday. This show will come out on Wednesday. People still have time to go buy the Nolan Ryan. That's currently your hundredth one, right? You're celebrating right. your your hundredth issue, which is congratulations. That's so cool. uh, people can still go buy that one for the rest of this week, but they're sixty bucks. You know, they're they're not inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And how'd you get to that price point? Maybe and. How do you think about that? Um, I think there's a, a couple of ingredients that went into that. When I when I first started, I just I just picked a number out of the out of the air. I picked thirty 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 five dollars. That sounds great. Uh, and 
and we did it and started doing that again, again, totally just arbitrarily. And then by the end of that year, I had worked with, worked with several athletes and, um, been on the hot, hot stove program. And so this very small project really became like a, a, a thing, uh, a capital T thing. And, uh, and I learned that by the end of that year, like, oh, wow, this is what it actually takes to, to do it. You know, this is the work involved. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of care uh, put into it. And so, so that decision was made to, to kind of alter the price somewhat to kind of to, mat, to match what goes into it. Um, and, and I also, we also, my wife and I run the business together, but um, we, we try to keep it as low as we can too, because we, uh, yes, I, I'm certainly aware of the secondary market. I know how much these go for. As soon as, as, soon as we mail them out, they're more from what, than they were when I sold them. But but I know that not everyone is, you know, wants to flip them on eBay. I, people, people, these are meaningful to some people. And, and I want to be able to, to, you know, ha have an appropriate value for them. But also I don't, I don't want to keep away people that really find these stories meaningful and want to co collect them. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely one of your collector clients, right? That, and I, I do admit the first one I bought was this week's Nolan Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited to get it. I bought the autograph version because people, what people need to know is there are just, I'll call it a base version, right? An un, unsigned mm -hmm. version. And then a lot of times you do deals with the athletes where you get a certain number of copies signed. Is that also print to order, so to speak, or auto to order? Like, are there limited numbers, limited quantities of the autographed ones? Or? Um, occasionally there is. Most of the time, no, there's not for Nolan Ryan. Occasionally they'll run into a scenario where I need to need to limit it for one reason or another. But, uh, but more often than not, it's also open until the sale window ends. That's very cool that you do that. Um, yeah, so everybody down below, if you're watching this or listening to it, both in the show notes on the podcast and on the YouTube video, I'm going to put a link to Daniel's website to go check out all the old ones that if you've never heard of this, you should go look at these. I mean, they are just incredibly creative and just so cool. Just this mashup that just works. It's absolutely brilliant. I know I'm fawning all over you, Daniel, and, and I'm sure you're, you know, you hate, you know, people complimenting your work, <laughs> but when you decide to do a player, what goes into your mind in terms of, uh, you know, I'm going to do this theme or this player or what, what goes into that process as an artist? Um, I do a lot of thinking. Um, this, this project keeps me, keeps my hands busy a lot, but, um, but I'm, but I'm always thinking kind of hashing out like a, a, a story or angles, like, like for Nolan Ryan, for instance, you know, I was long before, long before I put something down on committed anything to, to my iPad, I do all these digitally. I, I was thinking, Okay, what, what's 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 uh, what's an angle for Nolan Ryan? I'd already done Nolan Ryan was my thirteenth release uh, as the Astros. Um, now I have another opportunity to tell more of a story, and if anyone has more of a story, it's Nolan Ryan. Um, and so, just just thinking about what what angle can I can I can I put on this, and and d designing as much as I can in my mind, um, literally picturing 
um, literally picturing like a like a, a canvas in my mind and, and putting things on, trying different things. And and so when I get to sketching things, I already have a, a, a pretty good idea of kind of what I what I put in my mind. Um, I mean, what what I kind of thought through in my mind. But the cool thing is about this project, and at least and, and how I work is that I can't sit. The, the project is fast. I don't I don't have I don't have three months to sit and think about how am I going to do Nolan Ryan. This I, this is weekly. By the by the time last sun, Sunday's releases, I got to think about next Sunday's releases. So so this all happens very quickly. And, and, the, and the best inspiration for me comes from doing. So I don't sit and wait for inspiration and ah, this is it and I do that one. I certainly think of the story, but I get to work right away and I iterate and I draw and I iterate and I draw. And oftentimes, most oftentimes, the, the iteration process, actually seeing a complete work like, oh, I should do this instead. So for every piece that I do, there's like three, four finished things behind it that kind of led to that one. And the same thing with, again, use Nolan Ryan for an example. I was thinking about, you know, his most visually iconic moments were as a ranger, not, not talking about career, but, but as a ranger and watching the facing Nolan documentary, you know, he's, he's, he's passionate about ranch life. And, and so I felt like, and, and that was how I experienced Nolan too, was as a kid was a, he was a Texas ranger when I was, you know, at the height of what I was into. And so I ha had to be, had to be a ranger. And so I did several iterations of it. And then I, and I did that when I did one of that iconic, really high leg kick pose, I was like, that's it right there. It's, it's almost like a, like a superhero. He, he's, he's obscured. He's, he's covered that little, that little window between the brim of his hat, his arched leg and his shoulder. Like that's a perfect little mysterious window there. And uh, I, I, I kind of zoomed in on that moment and, and there's very little baseball to be showed here, but there's lots that's inferred. And, and that just came from thinking about it. Yes, but a lot of doing. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see here's the current one right now. This is the Nolan Ryan uh, that you just re that's releasing that's on sale right now this week. Mm -hmm. right. What's great about this, the mishmash, what, what makes it so perfect to me is a lot of us that grew up in the time that we did, baseball players were our superheroes, right? And, and comic books are full of superheroes. And, and to do these just very creative, encompassing aspects of the players, like I know like Rodney, Rod Carew, Sir Rodney, and he's in armor. And it's just, I mean, it's just all so, so cool to see that kind of stuff. Uh, I just think it's, it's incredibly creative. You're just, you, you capture it, you get it. Um, so yeah, Nolan Ryan, my, one of my heroes growing up, I know one of yours, cause you're a superstation kid. I heard you mm -hmm. mentioning, I watched your hot stove interview with Harold Reynolds and on that show, that was fantastic. And, you know, you mentioned being a superstation kid. I was too. WGN and the superstation, you know, you could watch Cubs and, and Braves, and I would get the occasional Rangers game. I'm a Texan, so I, I, I have to love the Rangers. But I also fell in love with Jody Davis and mm -hmm. and Bob Horner and Leon Durham from the, you know, these old Cubs that I right. used to watch and old, and that's what made you love Dale Murphy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He's your favorite player, right? Yep. So how did you guys get hooked up as a, now that, you know, he's always been an adult since you've known him, but I'm just saying. Yeah. As you became an adult, being a childhood hero and getting to work with him, because that kind of launched a lot of this, didn't it? 
Yeah, it, it sure did. We uh, He does this thing every year for the past several years called the Dale Murphy MVP Experience, which is so cool for, for a super fan. You get to go to you go to Atlanta and, and you eat, eat lunch at his restaurant with him and he talks to everyone. And then we go and tour the stadium with him and then we go sit in a private suite with him and watch a game. And that was – I had several brief – uh, interactions with Dale Murphy along the way, but nothing, of course, he's going to remember just seeing him at a, at a card shop here or, at, or getting an autograph at a game. But it was at this MVP experience that I got to actually meet Dale Murphy. Like he knows who I am. And and through through that, we, we talked and got to know his wife and, and just formed a good relationship with, with, with the family. And, and uh, kind of long story short, got in, talking about art like oh i do art and so i got to design a bunch of merchandise for dale murphy on his website we did posters painted bats stickers um just a, a card i did a dale murphy dale murphy clubhouse card game an actual game with its own mechanics just based on dale murphy and and did all the art for that and created it and and produced it it was so so fun so so you know childhood friend turned adulthood no ch childhood hero turned adulthood friend but there's still like the inner 10 year old that is so excited to be, to have done that. And, and to, and for him to call me a friend is just still unbelievable. Yeah. That is super cool when you can, when you're here and when you're here, when the people you admire growing up actually turn out to be pretty great people. Right. I got very, I got very lucky. I got very lucky. <laughs> Sometimes that's not true, but yeah. uh, I've had a couple of interactions with Dale Murphy and they've all been positive. Like I have nothing, but good things to say mm -hmm. about Mr. Murphy. You're obviously a guy that probably thinks Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, of course, of course. Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you decide what player is going to be next? Do you have a lineup? Like, are you 10 out where you know what the next 10 I'm going to do or this? Do you have a, 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 you know, backlog, so to speak? I have several ideas, a, cu a couple things. The, the short answer is no, I'm not 10 out. Yes, I would love to get there to, to be prepared, but still, even after a hundred releases, it's a very inspiration based, um, and it's a I do a lot of research on a lot of guys, and so so. Yeah, yes, I'm learning and researching about Nolan Ryan, but I'm also thinking about ten other guys as well. That's kind of on the back burner, and some some of their pieces, I, I've got several of them in various phases of being being ready or done or, th or thought out. And so um, it's a, it's a mixture of, of, of just ins inspiration. What, what I have on deck that's, that's ready to go. And, and, uh, but my ultimate goal is to get a little bit more prepared, I rely a little less on the muse and, uh, and uh, work with the muse on the calendar a little bit better. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. I mean, the further you can get out, I think the better, right? Yeah, and, and to, you know, uh, kudos to some of these athletes that I get to work with. So, sometimes I'll, I'll I, I think of Wally Joyner. He's the first one that comes to mind. Wally Joyner, I call them on a Wednesday, like, hey, here's a project. Are you interested? And by Sunday, we had a finished piece, and it, and it was one of my one of my favorites that I've done. And so, but a lot of these players are are, are up for this wild ride, this 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 week long thing, and and kudos to them. I'm sure they'd like more preparation too. But but uh, it's 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 worked so far. <laughs> Yeah, and so just so people know, you have your website, mm -hmm. link will be below. You have a YouTube channel, that mm -hmm. link will be below. 
a lot of weeks you get to interview the actual player. I mean, you're working with the players. Uh, they have some input maybe or, or thoughts and, and you incorporate that into your, your design for the week, your cover for the week. I, uh, I just think that's so cool. I think I looked at your channel and you have a couple hundred subscribers on YouTube and I'm like, this is ridiculous. You're interviewing Rod Carew and Tony Oliva and Brooks Robinson. I'm like, this guy should have thousands of people that watch this because it's just so fun to see you interact with the athlete themselves. Has all that been a pretty positive experience? And how do you pull that off? That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a great experience um, and and super surreal. Um, but but by and large, pretty, pretty positive and and um, I'm grateful when they'll when take the time to, time to do it. And, uh, you know, working with Dale Murphy, he was, he was one of the first folks that I, or first players that I, that I worked with. And, and, and once you get an MLB or in your corner, especially someone as, as wonderful as Dale Murphy, it makes um, talking to the next guy a lot easier. Your, your, your resume starts to grow. And, and so same thing happened here, you know, Oh, I worked with Dale Murphy. Um, are you interested in this project? Uh, I've had I've had guys say no, um, but uh, but it just became easier and easier, and 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 to the point where some players like oh so and so they really like one. Let, let let me let me share this with 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 my peers with his with their peers, and so so we've got guys that are interested in doing the project. Like oh, I want one. It, it even gets uh, competitive. Like oh so and so sold this many. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do better than that. So it's it's been a fun kind of behind the scenes way to interact with baseball players and and uh you know super blessed and grateful that that just it's 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 just it's just grown very very organically and, and positively a, a, along the way yeah it, you guys should go watch again the link will be below some of the interviews they're just so much fun i have a i have a i'm gonna put this in your rolodex of ideas okay okay i'd love to see an adrian beltre pop fly pop shop he he deserves one. He needs one. I, you I, do I, him where he's that, that night he got thrown out of the game. You know, yeah. he can have the umpire as his adversary, as as the villain, right? And he's trying to move the, you know, on deck circle, yeah. and he gets thrown out of the game. That could be a dog might hunt. That could be pretty good. And and, and spe- I totally agree. And speaking of, speaking of dog, Fred McGriff, if you're listening, I want to do a crime dog one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, he should get in the Hall of Fame uh, this year, later this year. I do. Expectation. Yeah, totally. So this is a card show. Do you, do you collect cards? Did you ever collect cards as a kid? I absolutely did as a kid. Not not so much as an adult. I've had to put parameters around my collection. Otherwise, it it, it becomes me. Right. Uh, so so at this time I collect I still collect only Dale Murphy stuff. I, I try I'm trying to get everything that was made during his playing years and, and whatever new stuff interests me, but I don't chase after that at all. But but as a kid, I collected everything and anything I could. I just loved loved baseball, loved cards, the whole culture, everything about it. I was super, super into it. So I know you've been involved with tops to some degree on one mm-hmm. of the prize. Pardon me for not knowing off the top of my head, uh, but what do you, what were your first thoughts when you saw Project Twenty Twenty and that whole idea? Uh, how do I be a part of that? I it, it was the first thing I had really seen where they had changed the levels of changed the ratio of art and baseball because for every card, there's one sitting here too, not a tops card, something from 
No, that's a fine. That's top's finest. Yeah, 94. 94. Yeah. I just had it right here. So, uh, Tony Gwynn, right? Uh, that is Mark McLemore. Mark McLemore, former Ranger. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, there's really no reason why this is sitting here other than it's sitting here. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's there there's a name and some um, and some some logos and and a border, and yes, that's art. Someone designed it. That's that's art. But but the the focus is that picture, that photograph. That is the star of the show. And so what what I appreciate about Tops is is that it um it changed the balance of the ratio. They they made art. They it made a baseball something to interpret, and that's something that we hadn't seen. We, we took with, with these pictures like Mr. McLemore here, you know, it's a picture of him in a moment. There's no interpretation in that with, with, with involving artists in there. This just, how, how, how can you describe what Mark McLemore is as, as a person? What is he doing? What is he like? What records has he done? There's so much room in there. And tops project 2020 was the first one that sort of, or was the thing that, that kind of changed that ratio of, of how art was, was included. And so, as soon as I saw that, I was like, all, all these, like, it feels like all these cogs, the of disassociated cogs on my head, like clicked into my, in my mind, like, okay, that, that is, that is great. Let's, let's go towards there. There's a lot of inspiration I took from my, from my model and, and what they do. And, and uh, I absolutely loved it. And, and again, Dale Murphy to the rescue. As, as soon as project 2020, even before pop fly started, Dale Murphy, he was like, let me call my contact at Tops. We got it. We got to get you a, a part of this. You know, Dale Murphy in, in my corner, just wonderful. And and uh, and I just yeah. Since then, since the, there's Project Twenty Twenty, then there was Project Seventy. I'm like, I, I I want a moment here in one of these sets. And so I'm glad that finally in Project One Hundred, uh, it happened. You got to do five cards or ten cards. I took five and stretched it into ten. We had we had opportunity to to do uh, a base card and then a deluxe. Typically, the deluxe is just we do special foil on it. I thought, you know, here's my moment. I got five top cards. If I can do something separate, I'm gonna make ten cards out of this. So so all my deluxe versions are totally unique artwork, um, not not just different uh, foil jobs, but completely different artwork, different illustrations, different everything. And so so five, yes, but I but I but stretched into 10. Yeah, I mentioned in the end kind of burned me out a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, it just, again, I thought it was taken, obviously the short Griffey yeah. just killed Project 2020, <laughs> like it, but I have a short Griffey yeah. as do every other living American <laughs> uh, Project 2020 short Griffey. Um, but I still love the idea, like it's not that the idea is bad, right? Yeah, I, I love that they're incorporating different artists now mm -hmm. and just doing different styles. So I, I just think it's super cool. Uh, it we got to get you. I'm I'm glad you collect some cards. That's really cool that you have a Dale Murphy collection, um, and you can probably get him to sign whatever you want, whenever you want. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's still I I, I would I my heart wants to collect everything. I just I just can't. I'm, I can't. <laughs> Well, what made you gravitate towards retired players versus current players? I mean, I think the only current player you've done is Trout, if that's if I'm right. Uh, uh, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Right, with his dad. Right. Very cool piece, by the way. Um, that one is but, shipping as we speak. Uh, but the you, you gravitate towards the classic players. Again, I showed my Honus Wagner for yeah. 
what what gives you appreciation for the for that vintage era the older guys mm -hmm. well a lot a lot of this project had its origins in in grief and my father had passed in in 2020 and i assume well i only know my own experience there's a lot of reflecting there's a lot of thinking back to 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 everything and, and you know just childhood and and there's a lot of existential questions that come with that and so in that reflection period came came you know what 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 was i into as a kid and and when was i into it and and so the so the I, kind of ideas and the groundwork for Pop Fly Pop Shop was laid there, um, and without really knowing what I was doing and being able to put language to it later, the project is mainly about the the these heroes and you kind of touched on it earlier. These heroes that we see as kids, that's that's very much what they are. They are heroes. There there are a great there's a great baseball artist Greg, Greg Crindler that he, he does everything photorealistic. It, it is exactly how it was down to the time of day and, and the weather of whatever uh, moment he's captured. Exactly. He paints things as they were. I, I make things as they, as they feel, or at least I like to think that I do. That's, that's sort of my starting point. And, and, and that's why I like the lang the visual language of comic books is because they, they, they expand, they, 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 uh, they're all about. You know, they're beyond reality. Yeah, they're hyperbolic language, yeah. and that's yeah. how it is as kids. These these are these are untouchable gods on pedestals that we put them on as kids, and and so I want to really tap into. This is how it felt as a kid, and and we just have less of a relationship with the current players, as we do with the older players that we saw through those little kid eyes, you know. And granted, you know, I I, I don't think. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not going to ever not do current players. I, I did al almost all my players for Tops Project 100 were current players. But but for me, there's a special sweet spot looking backwards, and and just experiencing experiencing this big, colorful world of baseball through those ten year old eyes. The common threads between us are are just increasing by the minute. But you know. <laughs> My dad did my, that's my, you heard my intro. That's my dad. It really is my dad. He's to this day, still an inspiration to me. He's still, you know, I remember being a kid and going to the ballpark with him. And, mm -hmm. and the, one of the reasons I love vintage is because it reminds me of that. Yes. You know, I never saw Mantle or Aaron or Clemente mm -hmm. play, but I, I know what they meant to the, to the game. I know, uh, what they mean to the hobby, honestly, uh, the sports card hobby, baseball card hobby. And so I, I respect that. I truly appreciate it and love it. But that all was kindled by my dad. Mm -hmm. That all still, if you could go back to a core thread, it's my pops, mm -hmm. you know, and, and him injecting this. I have the collector DNA that he passed mm -hmm. on to me. Um, and I, I love that. You know, we don't collect the same thing. He's not a sports fan, ironically. Uh, he just worked in the sports industry. Mm -hmm. And but that allowed me as a kid to just get immersed in something that I loved. And so I got to do all that. He collect. Uh, but 
and, and makes amazing woodwork and, and uses his collection to do cool things. And he says, the best thing I make with these tools is friends. Mm. And I have found that to be true in my collecting journey. Totally. Uh, you've obviously found that to be true as you're doing your art and it, you know, your dad connect. I mean, all of it just so cool. It's never just one thing, right? It's usually, it's a conglomeration of events and experiences and, and things that bring us to certain points. Totally. Sorry, I'm getting really deep here. I feel like I'm like Plato <laughs> being philosophical, but for all, hopefully this resonates with you guys out there that, you know, if you're a dad or, or, you know, your dad's still around, you know, take advantage of opportunities to tell them how special they are. Take advantage of opportunities to share experiences and share memories that you had with your kids, make memories, you know, with your sons and daughters, make memories and revolve it around your passions. If it's sports cards, great. If it's the sport themselves, even better, whatever. If it's art like you, Daniel, you know, you have a six-year-old kid, you know, I'm sure he's going to be he or she, I don't know if the boy or girl. Daniel Jr. Daniel Jr. So he's going to be, you know, uh, you're going to just share your passion and love of baseball and art and all of that's going to be passed on to him. My kids don't particularly, they respect what I do, but they still love my kids watch my videos and, mm -hmm. and Hey dad, I saw what you did. That was really cool or whatever. Uh, there, there's a connection there, right? So, sorry, I'd really got off. Topic. No, I, I appreciate it very much. I, I, I think about this all the time and I, I say a, a lot, you know, baseball, baseball is for everybody. Full stop. There's also a very unique connection with fathers and sons with, with, with baseball and, and just life in general, for sure. But fathers and sons and, and, and baseball, there's 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 something there that's that's different. And, and uh, kind of similarly with my with my dad, he, he wasn't like baseball fanatic. But we went to games to get all, all the Dodger games I went to, you know, he, he took me there and he would take me early because he, he knew I liked to get autographs and, and uh, it was probably a pain in the butt to him, you know, to, to do so and just sit around while I did, did my thing. But, but you know, when, when, when someone's gone, then you start reflecting on, oh, wow, like that was, that was for me. That, that was an investment for me. And, and you connect with them in ways that, that you didn't really realize those there's connective tissues that you didn't realize were there and that manifests themselves kind of later in, in different ways that you wouldn't expect. And, and, you know, may, maybe your kids aren't super interested in what you, what you do, you know, today or, or, or respect it, but, but, you know, in, in 30 years, 40 years, like, Oh, wow. Like he did, he did this. He was, this was really important to him, you know? So there's, I don't know, a, a lot there, a lot there. There is a lot there. Uh, and now that you're a dad, you know how probably the sacrifice that your dad made to take you oh to games and do all that, right? Totally. Oh gosh, right? But, well, Daniel, this has been great. Uh, it's been great getting to know you a little bit and, and the man behind Pop Fly Pop Shop. I think it's so cool. We're going to give away, actually. Uh, Daniel's been gracious enough to, to offer a free Pop Fly Pop Shop to someone. And so here's what I want you guys to do. Uh, I want you to go, I'm going to pull up his website. If you go on the website, you can go to the catalog and look at all of the prints that have already been retired that are, that are over. What's amazing is some of these have significantly low print runs. It is so cool. Actually, uh, good luck getting those on the secondary market, but, uh, I'm showing, you know, his first one was Will Clark over here. 
Hank Aaron, you know, uh, Lenny Dykstra, of course, Dale Murphy, right? I'm surprised you yeah. don't have 20 Dale Murphys, but I want you, here's, here's how you enter the giveaway to win one of these. You'll win a coupon or a, a code to be able to buy a future pop fly pop shop. So you can keep watching. You can buy the Nolan Ryan. Actually, I won't have this out. I won't do the drawing till next week. So whichever you won't get the Nolan Ryan, if you want the Nolan Ryan, you better go buy it now. Make sure you do that. But there will you go through this archive of these amazing prints and put down below in a comment what you think is your favorite. What is your favorite one of all the ones that he's done? And so many different players represented, not just Hall of Famers, all just great Steve Garvey and, you know, uh, Omar Vizquel, so many great just. Dan Quisenberry. Dan Quisenberry, <laughs> great one. So all of those you can go check out. Um, if you're listening on uh, podcast, you can certainly go to the website. It's just popflypopshop.com. And again, that's a tongue twister. But go do that. Uh, put a comment on the, unfortunately, you got to do it on the YouTube video because that's where I'm going to be able to gather all of the comments. So if you're listening on podcast, just go on bench clear media and look for the, this video and, and leave a comment. And next week I will give away, uh, you'll, you'll have a chance to win a code to win, to win a pop fly pop shop. So you have until Saturday, um, I'm sorry, Tuesday next week. So six days, and then I'll do the drawing next Tuesday and announce it on the show next Wednesday. So, man, uh, Daniel, any final thoughts? Anything you want to leave people with? Uh, just this is an ex just as exciting for me as it is, uh, you know, for, for everyone else. I'm, I'm still I'm astonished of what's what's going on. I still get giddy for me, like, oh, my gosh, Nolan Ryan. Like, I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, it's it's such a such a fun journey to to kind of watch from the outside and, and, uh, and, you know, there's still, still that 10 year old kid inside just super duper excited about all the stuff that's going on. And so I just grateful for all the support and the community that's been built around collecting these. And, and it's been awesome doing this whole thing with my, my, my wife and I are just doing this us too. And of course, little Daniel jr. Puts his stickers on boxes and puts things <laughs> together. So it's been, it's been such a blessing to, to do this with, with the family and just so, so grateful for the opportunity. Very, very cool. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks everybody out there for watching, for listening. Uh, go check out the website, go check out the YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, it's, it's, there's a lot of great stuff there and you'll keep putting stuff out. I'm sure on that channel as well. Uh, he does the interviews as live streams. So, that's super cool. If you subscribe to his channel and get notifications, you'll know when he's talking to a player and he gives away free pop fly pop shops on those as well. So all sorts of cool stuff happening in his world. Go check it out. Be a part of it. Thanks, everybody. I hope you have a great week and keep collecting.